0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it. As we always do, this is Monday Morning Discipleship, our Monday Morning Discipleship podcast. And we uh, like to come on, as we always tell you, we like to come on on each and every Monday, try to give you a word, try to supplement what you may have heard on Sunday. And so let's get back into our series. Uh, We've been talking about a gospel for marginalized people. And so we're going to pick it up again on this week. We're having this conversation um, about how we are to minister to the marginalized. And and if you go back, this is episode three or, or lesson three or in, in the series. Um, if you go back to lesson one, you, you'll kind of understand why we are uh, teaching what we're teaching over these last uh, few episodes. And we got a few more uh, yet to go. We don't want to do the explanation over again. So check out episode one if you want to know um, how we got to this point. But uh, last week we were talking about Matthew 25. We're going to do this uh, very quickly on this week. Um, We're going to try to get back on time, try to stay within 15 to 20 minutes um, because there's so much to share when it comes to this. And so um, we're going to try to get get back uh, kind of on time here. We want to try to give them to you in 15 to 20 minute increments uh, with this word. But let's go back to Matthew 25. We were talking last week uh, about Matthew 25, verses 31 through 46. And uh, we're looking at the New King James Version. um, And so I might might kind of go into some other scripture here or there. But I wanted to pick up again on this because we we dealt with a heavy last week. But there's so much, as we like to say, meat on this bone. There's so much um, that we can we can cover in relation to uh, this particular Uh, passage of scripture in, in relation to marginalized people. And so uh, I wanted to come back here and kind of touch on it a little bit further. And so um, let's look at it again. I want to, I'm just going to kind of, kind of glance through here. Um, Last week, I promised not to read all the, all the verses and I wound up reading them all, but I want to kind of glance through here when we talk about dealing with marginalized people and just give you an idea of what Jesus was talking about when he was in this particular uh, text here. And he was talking about, you know, uh, coming back. He's talking about when when the Son of Man comes back in his glory, really to judge us, right? And so he was talking about uh, how we treat one another. When, when he comes back to judge, he's going to ask us about how we treated what I see as marginalized people. And so th- there were people that he talked about here. Um, he, he said here, first of all, he talked about that, that sheep and the goat thing, right? And we touched on that last week, sheep and goat. I'm talking about the, the, the shepherd herds them all together. He Here's the sheep and the goat together, right? But sheep and goat have different personalities. And so, and so we, we, we were looking at that on last week. But then he says, he says some things here. He says in verse 35, looking at verse 35, he says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. That's verses 35 and 36, Matthew, Matthew chapter 25. So we talk about this. We we brought this up last week. We talked about people who are marginalized, people who are minimalized in society. If you think about our society, these are the people that we're constantly dealing with, right? We're talking about hungry people, right? Those who are less fortunate. We're talking about strangers, those who, especially here in America, those who journey to this land, in search of a better opportunity. How do we treat them when they come, right? Do we take them in or do we separate them from their children and put them in cages? Yeah, I, I said that. <laughs> do, do we do that, right? Um, the people who are sick, you know, th- this thing here, uh, particularly when you, when you talk about the church, the, 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 the sick, how do we handle the sick? How do we handle those people? You know, I'm teaching Bible class on Tuesday on my Facebook page, and Jesus and the word of God rather talks about a pure and undefiled, uh, ministry. And it talks about how we care for one another. The book of James also talks about the effectual fervent prayers of a righteous man, how it avail as much. And so uh, let me pull this up here. James chapter one, uh, verse, verse 27, it talks about us pure and undefiled. the, The religion is Uh, before God and the father exists to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. Now, it talks about people like that, people that are orphans, people that are widows. Sometimes they're pushed to the out, out the edges of society. Sometimes we don't care for them like we should. And again, further on in the book of James talks about the effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous man, because it tells us if any of you are sick, call for the elders of the church. That says that in the book of James, right? We're supposed to care for people who who can't care for themselves. I've shared with you all many times on on this podcast, and, and I don't mind sharing it again. You know, uh, my mother is in, in compromised health right now, and and so she can't care for herself right now. Um, you know, and I, and I don't I don't mind sharing this. Um, you know, my mother has Alzheimer's, and uh, so she can't care for herself. And so it's upon her children to look after her. Um, She made some decisions before she got to this place. And one of her decisions was that she was coming to live with me. And she had already set this in motion. And my mom came to live with me before this really took a hold of her. But I'm uncovering some things as we go along that she kind of knew what was happening. And she had already decided where she wanted to go. Well, our responsibility is to care for people when they get to this place you know, and not put them in a home or whatever, if you can't avoid it, we, we understand that some circumstances are, are really unavoidable. You think about if you've got a single child um, that can't afford to care for their parents or whatever, and earn a living, so they may have to go to work, so they may have to do because nobody else is doing, right? But my mom isn't in that situation. You know, she had plenty of people that, that she could have gone to, but she chose to come here. And so our responsibility Is to care for her. Our responsibility is not to put her away, especially when we have options. Let me say this as a side note. I've said this before on this podcast. I shudder to think what would have happened had my mom had to go through covid in a nursing home, considering her condition. And I know that plenty of people have to do that. They're in a nursing home. And they, they may have compromised mental health. They may have compromised physical health or whatever. But now they're in this nursing home and nobody can come and visit them. And we know that type of thing, it, it keeps people alive. And so in this text, we see here, Jesus is saying here, when I was sick, you came and you looked after me, right? I was marginalized and you came and looked after me. Let me say one more thing before I, before I move on here. Um, before this pandemic came, before it became a situation where it's probably not good for people to go into places where older people are, um, every Thursday I taught Bible class at an assistant living facility. And 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 these these older people, these what these seasoned saints, primarily women. They were pretty much my whole class was women. Every now and then a guy would wander in. But it's primarily women. And I missed them so dearly. I miss them so much and they blessed me so tremendously. And I would always say to people, you know, it's a blessing to go down there and share with them because you're dealing with people, at least the people I was dealing with, you're dealing with people who are not trying to talk God out of being God. They, they've they experienced God long enough. They lived long enough to where they accept who God is. They're not trying to say, well, I don't want to read that Bible. I don't want to, they're not rejecting him. Right. And so, In that moment, I was blessed. I've I've been blessed tremendously, I believe, because of the ministry that I put forth down there, because those people sometimes were in those places because their family didn't want to look after. I would hear stories sometimes about how I'm here now. It's assisted living, but people don't visit me and so on so and so forth. And let me say this too, one more thing before, before we really get back into this. For some of them, it didn't take a pandemic for people to stop visiting them. They just stopped. They just, they just stop. And so Jesus is saying here, these people that are marginalized, how did you treat them? How did you treat the sick? Then he says this, he says this, he said, I was naked and you clothed me. And he said, I was sick and you visited me. And then he says, I was in prison and you came to me. I was in prison and you came to me. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to tie something else in here before we get out of here all today. But think about this. Think about this. People who are in prison, right? people who have done some things to to, to get into prison. And I'm not talking about, I want you to hear this. I'm not talking about people who find some sort of joy in going to jail. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't care for those people as well. But there are some people in jail who really just made some poor decisions and are caught up with them. And some of them are very repentant. Some of them don't want to be there. Some of them are losing their minds and we won't go visit. We talk often often about the churches and plenty of churches I know that actually have a prison ministry. Like, well, we're going to go and minister to these guys. And hopefully when they get out, they'll they'll get themselves on the straight and narrow. But something I brought up last week when I talked about this, I said, when you talked about these people who are marginalized, when you see Jesus interacting with people in scripture, he's never laying blame. He's never saying, well, you know, you're in this position because of your fault. You know, even even as I just said, there are some people who are who are in prison right now because they made poor decisions. It is their fault. Right. But if we're going to minister to them, we can't start off our ministry saying, well, this is your fault that you're here. No, we need to remind them that even in this situation, even in the choices that you've made, even in the things that you've done, God still loves you. Jesus still saves you. You're not a lost cause there's still hope for you. we have to remind them of that before we start laying blame and I said this to y'all last week if there's blame to be assessed, you can uncover that in your ministry and discuss it at an appropriate time. but when we're trying to reach people, we can't reach them with blame. We have to explain to them you know when I when I'm teaching when I'm preaching and I'm saying you know because I, I know that in in some cases I'm not a popular preacher from the standpoint of I preach about sin. There's a lot of preachers that don't preach about sin. I preach about sin. Because as I as I've shared with you all before, sometimes our condition, the condition that we're in is really the result of some choices that we made. So I preach about sin. Why do I preach about sin? Now, I don't preach about sin to blame the sinner. I preach about sin to make the sinner aware of the sin. You can through discovery, you can find, you know what I did that? I made those choices. So Maybe it's my fault that I'm in this situation, but he's still telling me that even though it may be my fault, Jesus saves. Right. So, 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 so the point being, there's going to be opportunities to minister to people, even if it's their fault. So when we look at this, this text here, Jesus is saying you have to minister to these people. You can't pull up on that person who doesn't have enough to eat and look at them and say, Well, you know, you don't have to be out here. You made some poor choices along the way. I'm out here now. Something I said in my book, An Act of Grace, as we get ready to move on to a close here on today. Something I said in my book, An Act of Grace. And I knew it when I was writing and I said, this ain't going to go over well with people. Now, quite honestly, I haven't heard a lot of feedback on it. (laughs) I haven't heard a lot of people say anything to me about it. But I know that at some point I'm going to be teaching on this book. And that's not going to go over well with people. And that is this. And I said this in the book. I said, there's some people that God expects you to help over and over and over again until one of y'all leave here. We're always trying to do something for somebody for the last time. And and the point that I I make in the book is what if God approached you that way and said, this is the last time I'm going to help you because you keep putting yourself in this position and I'm not going to keep bailing you out. Now, again, I also made a distinction. God doesn't expect you to be used. God knows how to stop that, too. But there's some people that are in your life that God expects you to help over and over and over again until one of y'all leave here. And, and by the way, a lot of times they're your children. They're your children. You're not supposed to cut your children off at a certain age and all this other stuff that that especially in the black community that we thought we were supposed to be doing. No, 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 no. You help your children. I, I told you that at, you know, my mother's 83 years old. And if my mother had the faculties, she would still be helping people. Because she taught me that you you help people when they need help. She she was she was telling them the, the principles of what Jesus is saying here in this text. When people need help, you help them. Now, listen, I've gotten in some trouble before that my mother had to come and help me out of. Oh, trust and believe there's going to be a lecture. Because especially if, if I'm going to get some principles that she taught me, what she could say, I taught you better than this. How did you get into this mess? But she was going to help me. And I'll say this one more time, because this has really been kind of a testimony kind of thing, as we've been talking about this on today, uh, ministering to marginalized people. But at the same time, my mother and her condition is marginalized. And I can tell you that I'm ministering to her right now. But listen, th- th- there was a lot of th- there was a lot of things that my mother would would help us out about. You know, help me out, you know. Right. But let me tell you one of the things before I before I get uh, one more point out of this text. And then we're going to be out of here today. One of the. One of the sternest lectures my mother ever gave me in relation to her helping me. It wasn't about her having to help me. One of the sternest lectures I got from my mother was the fact that you didn't come to me sooner. You come to me when you need help. That's what my mother was saying to me. Even if you're wrong, I'm, 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 I promise I'm still in this lesson on today. My mother would tell us often, even if you're wrong, come to me so that I can help you. And we'll talk about the wrong that you did later. But I need to help you out of this jam that you are in and I'm able to help you. So let me help you. Don't let it get too far gone where I can't help you. or well, we got to pull in other people because my mother was very good at helping you and not telling anybody that she helped you. My mother was very good at that. She could help. There were so many people that she helped and she would help you and never tell anybody what she did for you. And if it get out, it's going to be because you put it out there. And so in this, my mother taught me even the principles of what we see in the text here, where Jesus is saying here. In, in order to you, in order to do it for me, you got to do it to them. And my mother taught me this. Don't lay blame before you help somebody help somebody. And then you can talk about ways of prevention. So what Jesus is saying here is is like I told you all, we're spending so much time saying this, and this is going to be the end right here. I'm just trying to please God. I'm just trying to make God happy. I'm just trying to do this for the Lord. And Jesus is saying, you do it for me when you do it for each other. He says that down in, in, uh, in, in this last verse here, uh, let me go down here. Let me make sure I find it. When they asked him, he said the verse 45, Matthew 25 and 45. When they asked him in 44, when did we do all these things for you? He says, surely I say as much. Well, verse 45, he says, if you didn't do it to the least of my brother, you did not do it to me. That's what he said in verse 45. Right. But then he goes up. Let me, let me go back up. He says, he says, uh, in verse 37, the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when do we do this? Y'all thank you for being patient with me. In verse 37, when did we see you hungry and feed you and all these things, God? When did we see you a stranger and all of this stuff? In verse 40, Jesus says, and the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. And if you're saying, I want to please the Lord, I want to serve you, God. Jesus is saying right here, you serve me by serving other people. You serve me by serving marginalized people. You don't serve me. Oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) You don't serve me by cozying up to people that really don't need your help. You serve me by serving the people who really need your help. Two things. That's why I said, Oh my God, two things. I'm gonna get out out, of the way. I'm serious this time. (laughs) Two things. Um, We often shame people. I've been guilty of this, by the way, too. We often shame people to say, you know, you all don't want to call on the Lord until you get in trouble. And Jesus is actually saying here, well, shouldn't they call on me when they are in trouble? I gave you the example of my mother. God knew what he was doing in this message today. I gave you the example of my mother. And I told you some of the sternest lectures I got is why didn't you come to me sooner? I don't want to bother you, mom, but this is what I'm here for. I'm here to help you. You're not going to always get it right. You're going to make some mistakes. And she was telling me these things that I was growing in the manhood. You're not always going to get it right. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to make some wrong turns somewhere. You call me so that I can help you. We tell people, why, why, why you call God when you get in trouble? Well, who else should I call? Right. So we ought to be calling him. Right. And the next thing, this is the other thing that that God hit me to and hit me uh, with just now when I say we cozy up to the wrong people. I, I mentioned this in one of my books. I don't remember which book I, I mentioned it in. But I talked about the fact that we have a propensity for doing things, doing extra things for people who don't need it. And we won't do anything for people who don't need it. So case in point, I said, if you're, if you're a celebrity, you can go to a restaurant and get a free meal. But if you're homeless, <laughs> they'll tell you to get away from the restaurant. Now, which one of these people really needs a free meal right now? And, and, and it tells you about how our mindset is. Celebrity walks into your place and you start discounting and giving away free stuff instead of finding people who, as Jesus says, they're naked, they're hungry, they're they're thirsty, they're strangers. They don't know what to do in this strange land. They're sick. They're in prison. People who really need us. Are we ministering to marginalized people as God has told us to? Or are we only concerned about our own stuff? Are we only thinking about ourselves? I'm going to leave it right there because there's some scripture I want to get into. I'm going I'm to bring it to you next week concerning what I just said. Are we really trying to give to other people? Or are we only concerned about ourselves? Some of you who study your Bible, you probably know where I'm going next week, but we're going to do it all next week. So that's all the time that we have for this week's um, Monday morning discipleship. Um, we talk about a gospel for marginalized people. We're going to do it again on next week. If the Lord let us live, um, I'm having a good time. I hope you're enjoying what we have to share. And so we're going to going to dive into another another section of scripture on next week where we'll talk about how we can do that. How we cannot be so concerned about our own stuff and actually be concerned about somebody else. Let me give you our tags. We always do. It. If you'd like to keep up with us on the ministry side, the best way to do that. Is to check out the ministry's website. The ministry's website www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. Stop by there. We do believe that you will be blessed. We also encourage you if you'd like to purchase any of our written works. Best way to do that is find us at the publishing website. Publishing website is www.krjpublishing.com. Again, that's www. Dot krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we believe that it'll be a blessing to you. We believe that we have so much to share with you all. And so we encourage you, wherever you listen to podcasts, like and subscribe to this podcast, share with your friends and family. I'll tell them if you're being blessed by what we have to share. That's all the time that we have for Monday morning discipleship. We hope that you enjoyed it. We talked about this gospel for marginalized people, and we're still in the thick of this series, so we're going to pick it up again on next week. So again, we thank you all for checking us out on the Purpose and Beyond podcast. We will see you all on next time. Be blessed.